Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and I'm here with Bill Conium from 25th Street Auto. So he's going to be my sidekick, my my co-pilot. And while I go to the bathroom, he's going to fly the plane. Right, Bill? That's my plan. <laughs> I'm going to bring you up just a tad. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Bob over at Quality Transmission is a good guy. He's honest. He's dependable. I promise. I promise that he'll drive your car for free. I promise he'll talk to you for free. And I promise he'll sit in your car while you demonstrate the problem for free. He's not going to diagnose your car for free. He'll talk to you about it. He's not going to play games. He's not going to tell you you need an overhaul when he knows doggone well you don't. He's capable of everything from replacing the seal to fix a small oil leak all the way to replacing just about any transmission made. But he's a good guy. He's in Tempe. He's been around since 1977. So he's on McClintock, just north of University. He's just south of the Tempe um, Mall there. So give him a try. Quality transmission in Tempe. Been there since 1977. So, Billy, how are you, buddy? I'm pretty darn good. Glad to be here again. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you. We have a guy, Joe, on the phone that's been waiting. He was the first caller. By the way, we have open lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And Joe, good morning to you. How can morning, I help you? Good morning to you, too. Um, I had a dead battery in the middle of the week, and uh, it was a new battery, so I thought, well, you know, sometimes you get a bad battery. But um went ahead and charged it up and put my voltmeter on it, and I noticed that you know, without it running or anything, the voltage began to drop. And so I took the battery cables off and I checked the battery just by itself and, and it dropped some more, but it, it was very much slower than the other way. And so then I hooked up the negative cable uh, and I uh, removed the positive cable and put my own meter on there and I noticed I had continuity to ground. And so I was pretty sure that was why my battery went dead. My question is, if I if I have a that particular situation on a fused circuit, would the fuse blow or yes or no or maybe? Okay, well that that you you had me you had me until you start talking ohm meter and continuity to ground okay. it, and your test isn't valid. Okay. So um, that's not what we do. We do All a right. volt drop test. Okay. All right, and and I take you take your your negative and you mm-hmm. hit the negative cable and the battery is hooked up. Yeah. And then from the negative, you go to the positive, and okay. let's say that's 12.8. Right. Then I'm going to go to the solenoid, and it better be 12.8. And I better, oh. I'm going to go to the fuse panel, it better be 12.8. But we're looking for a voltage drop. So I want, I want the battery to be 12.8, but then if I go to the starter solenoid on the GM car or an import, which is where you start branching all those circuits off, mm-hmm. and it's, I lose a volt there, then I've got a bad battery connection. Okay. So we, and, and then the fact that the, the battery is falling all by itself... This is after minimally. Maybe I was just shouldn't have said that. I mean, okay. Recovery. Okay. Well, yeah, but but when you charged it, how long did you charge it, and what amp did you put on it? Well, I, it was on a, a 10 amp, and it was for about three hours. Okay, that should have been enough to stabilize it at 12.6, 12.7. You thought, and what was the voltage when you got done ch- charging it? It was a, a little above that. It was like uh, on my meter, it said 12.79. 
Okay, and well, then, tw twelve eight to three oh yeah, thirteen is full is full is fully charged. Mm -hmm. So, but but if your battery's sitting there with no cables on it, or even if just a negative cable on it, because oh. without the positive cable, there is no connection. <laughs> right, I understand okay. that. Yeah. So if you're falling, if that battery's just dropping and dropping, and I don't care in any fashion, you're uh -huh. saying something I haven't seen in years. But it has uh -huh. to be because the battery's internally shorted. Okay. It has to be. All right, and so we should if it was twelve seven nine tomorrow morning when I uh, went and. Touch my amp probe to it again, twelve seven nine. Is that what you're saying? That yeah, twelve seven nine, twelve eight, or whatever it was yeah. the day before. I'm saying with nothing on there, the battery should have not lost a. Well, I, I think what we're doing here is we're just circling the same tree. Okay. Okay. I think what you're trying to do is is determine if there's a short in the car. Right. Well, okay. I, like I said, something was making my battery go dead. Okay. Well, um, it, it's it's just not what's going to be a fruitful search for you. Okay. Um, I, I want you to just change your temperament and let's eliminate the battery first. Okay. So so I want you to put, can you go higher than 10 amps on your charger or is that all you got? But, uh, that's as high, I have a starting mode, but that's like 55 amps. No, no, don't do that. Okay. So go as high as you can and go for another three or four hours and then just take a reading of the battery. You can have the negative cable on it, but don't have the positive cable on it. Take a reading and then take a reading tonight and then tomorrow morning. Okay. If the battery is fine, it'll be there for you. Okay. Now you're going to hook up the negative cable, and at that point, you're going to take a, a battery reading, and you're going to have your wife or one of your kids or your neighbors start the car. Okay. And I don't want the voltage to drop below 9.6. All right. During cranking. During cranking. Thank you. Okay. So then I want it to recover, and I want the voltage of the alternator to go one volt over what you started with. So if you started with 12.8 and it uh -huh. dropped to 10, we're okay. All right. Then if it goes from 12.8 to 13.8, bingo. Okay. okay. And then now we know the charging system and the battery is all A-OK. -okay. So now okay. we have to deal with your short. Mm -hmm. So if you want, you can simply leave the battery cables connected and from now on for the next couple of nights start popping fuses out of the thing. Okay. The problem is is that the heavy circuits on your car are going to be wired directly to battery powered and they're not going to be fused. Correct. So can I, I, I'll give you another thing. Bill, a guy brings a car in and you're going to do an alternator battery starter test and you're going to check it with an inductive amp probe for shorts and draws. How much money is that? Probably Sixty dollars, or and I'm saying I'm saying with Bill, you can probably find somebody semi-qualified to do it for less, but I'm thinking somewhere between forty and seventy-five dollars, and I want to include the the cheap guys in the dealers bill. Mm -hmm. I want to open up yep. the window to, so I'm going to take your and I'm going to go right and put you in the middle and put put a brackets on either side of you. I think that's fair. So so that's what we would do, and with an inductive amp probe. As the positive cable comes off there, it may split six times. With an inductive amp probe, every time I get to a junction, I circle cable A, and the draw is not there, and I circle cable B, and the draw is there. Now I'm going to follow oh. B, and now I'm going to follow it. If you want, go find yourself an inductive amp probe. Okay. And and what's what kind of car you got? It's a Ford, a 63 Ford. 63 Ford? There's Bill? not many wires to check. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I said it's not very many. That's why when I when I went, I had one. 
when I went to the positive cable, I mean, when I went from negative to positive, disconnected positive cable to connected negative cable, I thought, well, if I got continuity, then I know I'm losing. I know on a new car, there's 20 things still running when the car's off. But. Well, no, 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 no. That's not how you do it. You okay. used an ohmmeter. You're, you're supposed to use a 12-volt test light, and right. you're supposed to disconnect the negative cable and hook your test light up. But even your 63, is it going to light the test light on his 63? It shouldn't if it's if it's killing battery. I'm thinking maybe isn't the voltage regulator going? Well, to that's where I'm expecting his problem to ultimately be is yeah. the voltage regulator for his generator. If we can think back that far. Yes, and and and, and I agree with you. I, I agree with you. If the if, points are probably stuck in it. Exactly. Hit the gen the voltage regulator with a hammer and see if the problem goes but away. Tell, but, <laughs> but don't tell but him can that. I, can I tell you what I found though? I by dumb luck I put my uh, ohm meter across my stoplight switch. Uh -huh. I had continuity. Forget that. I want okay. you to take that ohm meter, and I don't want you to ever use the ohm meter again. All right. <laughs> okay. For first of all, ohm meter is is a device that checks resistance, and okay. it okay. It, you going across the two terminals of the brake light switch means nothing to us, right? Okay. Bill, stick for me. <laughs> well, it does raise some suspicions. Okay, but can but I if he's going, if he's he has going across zero the two. resistance, full continuity, that means a closed switch. A closed brake light switch will turn the brake lights on and it'll run the battery dead. Correct. All right, did the brake lights on in the middle of the night? Well, no, they weren't. That's what I don't understand. Which is why we think that you had the ohmmeter set incorrectly and you didn't have the reading you thought. So if you <laughs> use some other tests, uh -huh. you might get around this problem. And, and, and if your ohmmeter has uh, ohmmeter and voltage, DC voltage. Yes, it does. Okay. Use well, the voltage. Use the voltage. Okay. So, so you're going to ground one and you're going to hit one terminal on the brake light switch and it's not going to light. And you hit the other one in the lights, so that's power in. And now you go to the other one, which is called the power out, and you hit the brake light, and boom, the light comes on. Then you let go, and the light goes off. Or better yet, use the wife to stand behind the car and <laughs> fan the brake light switch. Yeah. The, the idea is, is Bill and I are going to guess. I'm, I'm with you. I'm thinking if he unplugs the voltage rate, if say that he goes from 12.8 tonight to tomorrow morning to 11.6, I say he charges the battery up for the next night. Then he pulls the pulls the uh, plug on the regulator, and I'll bet the next night I'm with you. I'll bet the next night he doesn't have that voltage. Uh, which, if I remember correctly, them old Fords aren't easy like the '70s Fords with the unplug. It's you got to unscrew stuff. Okay, that's okay. But that's still, okay. yeah, be careful. Be careful and and, and make sure <laughs> hot you, wires because <laughs> it's going to scare the heck out of you if you hit that big red wire on that voltage regulator to the ground. With the screwdriver <laughs> yeah, and hit the yeah, case yeah. of the regulator. You're going to hit it. So um, we think that that's where your problem is going to lie. But if you all want, right. go get an inductive voltmeter or get an inductive amp motor. All righty. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Glad right. to help. You betcha. 63. I should have asked that at the very beginning. That's not his fault. That's my fault. I'm thinking, let me ask you a real quick question. What's the amp draw of a brand new computerized car with nine computers with creature comforts and everything else? I leave that up to the to the uh, the Mitchell manager program and, and my technicians. Right. I, I get busy on the business end these days. Okay, so about a third of a, a third of an amp. 300 yeah, we read this stuff in milliamps. Exactly. You know, so, so did he read it correctly? You know, <laughs> right? No, you're right. You're right. The point is, is that it's going to be some derivative of a very small amp. There. Yeah, that's okay. the answer I was okay. looking for. <laughs> some derivative of a very small amp. So it could be a hundredth of an amp, a tenth of an amp, a third of an amp. It could be something like that that's normal. Yeah. But, but if we have an alternator problem, or if we have any other kind of problem, we're talking 10, 12, 15 amp draw. Yeah. So it's that, easy to make the equates into my car doesn't start the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Okay, Rod, good morning to you. How can we help you? Well, my uh, grandson has a 
2005 GMC Sierra truck. Okay. A uh, month or two ago, it started to make a noise. Uh, he happens to be in Virginia. Okay. But he took it to people back there, and they tell him they, they think it's a piston slap. Okay. So get on the Internet. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff about piston slap. Uh, use different oil and such, but none of it really seems to make sense. What's the real story on piston slap in GM trucks? Well, the real story, first of all, is is it is it is true that we had piston slap, but it certainly wasn't in the old five arena. Most of those are going to be late in seventies and eighties. Number two, it makes us look really smart when you bring us a noise and we tell you we think it's a piston slap. Now, we may, we may think to ourselves, I have no idea what the heck that noise is, but I'm going to guess and it's going to make me look smart. Um, here's an easy test for you to run. If they're right, there's going to be some shedding of metal inside your engine. So you change the oil on the, on the motor and you go a, a thousand miles. Then you take an oil sample out and you send it away on the internet to have somebody analyze the metallurgical content of it and it'll cost you about thirty, forty dollars. Then you wait for another thousand miles and you send another oil sample in and you look for growth. So if you have and there's seven, eight, ten, twelve different identifiable metals in your motor. So you're looking for growth. So the first number is an eight and the second number is a sixteen. That means we're wearing something we shouldn't. But if the first number's one and the second number's still one, then there is no issue. So a, a piston, can you identify a piston skirt slap, Billy? I can't conclusively, but yeah, we can change the load on the, on the cylinder, pull on the spark plug, changing engine RPM, things like that. You're right. It, the, the slap happens when the... The, the combustion, the, the, the pressures are there, and it's pushing on the piston. Is that, and if you identified that and you felt really good that you were 90% sure, then what do you tell the customer? Should we rebuild his motor? Then it's time to say, how bad of a nuisance is this noise to you? Because it's going to get expensive because I'm going to either rebuild or replace. Okay. Do you like this car? Are you going to keep it a long time? Questions like that. Okay, what's after that, though? After we have the piston skirt slap, what's the next thing to happen? Uh, the customer usually says, I can live with that noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. My point is, though, really and truly, all we're doing is just slapping the piston around. It's really no harm, no foul until the knock gets deeper and louder. And until that metal starts blowing a wild bearing or a main bearing, there's no harm, no foul. Just yeah. leave it alone and keep driving it. This car could go another five years. It could go quite some time. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, this may not be a good candidate uh, to tow a horse trailer to the other side of the country, yes. but you know, start it up, let it warm up a bit before you go from place to place, and drive it like a little old lady. You might get years out of this thing. If he's using a 1030, and uh, he puts a 40 weight in it, is that going to affect the piston skirt slap? Not very much. I don't think it's going to be an audible I yeah. issue. I don't think he's going to, because we're talking about forces that are going to overcome whatever kind of oil he puts in yeah. it. So that really dis disenfranchises or disassociates all those people on the Internet who are, are giving their opinions. <laughs> when, when we're talking about combustion temperatures of, of, of 1,100 degrees, 800 to 1,100 degrees, and we're talking about tremendous force on that piston, no matter whether I have peanut butter or sewing machine oil, I'm going to rattle that <laughs> piston into that cylinder. If it's moving, it's moving. Exactly. 
moving, it's going to make noise. And the oil is not going to go in there and cushion it as if you were going to put some kind of silicone around the oil, and it's going to keep the piston from slapping the, the cylinder. And we, since the Internet is such a big source of, I, I call it disinformation, yes. you know, uh, mislead, misled people with misleading you, um, I, I'm a little worried about when people discuss different oils because they may be dis- started the discussion about if you use the wrong oil, you can cause wear in your engine. You know, we get cars that call for a, a 5W oil or mm-hmm. a 0W oil, and there's starvation issues when you start the car if you put a 1040 in it. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to take, and, 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 and Rod, I hope, I hope we've discussed it, but we, neither Bill or I are comfortable with the diagnosis. And if it's true that's a diagnosis, depending on the miles of the car, it's probably not worth anything for you to go in and look at this. Wait till it gets worse. Wait till we know exactly what it is and then deal with it then. It probably is not going to cost any more money. And like we said, probably this not. could last five, six, seven years. Just don't haul a horse trailer to Arizona. We'll be right back right after this. Mike Gallagher doesn't understand the disdain for Israel from the Obama administration. The antagonism that Netanyahu has experienced at the hands of the Obama administration and the liberal elite media is nothing short of evil. It feels like an evil. When you go up against Israel and when you side with Palestinian terrorists over Israel and its desire to survive, you know there is something dreadfully wrong. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 7, right before Dennis Prager at 10, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May. And I wrote this message. If you're looking for new exterior entry or patio doors, there's no better time than the present to take advantage of WeatherShield Windows and Doors' huge inventory clearance sale. For 10 days only, WeatherShield is deeply discounting discontinued styles of exterior entry and patio doors to make room for new inventory. New doors normally valued from $750 to $5,000 will be sold for as little as $200 to $750. Choose from an extensive selection of traditional to contemporary styles featuring high efficiency, fiberglass, and steel entrance systems. Styles also include models with clear, decorative, and leaded glass. You'll find high-efficiency hinged patio doors and sliding doors with heavy-duty screens. All sales are cash and carry. Don't miss WeatherShield's huge inventory clearance sale for 10 days only, March 26th through April 4th. Conveniently located in Scottsdale on the Greenway Hayden Loop, just east of Scottsdale Road. For more information, call 480-443-3151. That's 480-443-3151. 
takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hey, there's my son. Hey, Dad. Um, what's wrong with your voice? There is nothing wrong with my voice. Well, it's just sort of... Hello, Dad. Susan? Guys, I think it's about time to get in the car and maybe see some green things. What are these green things you speak of? This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head and said, This ain't good. Timing belts done shrunk one size too small. Welcome back, everybody. Bill Conium. From 25th Street Auto, 25th Street and Indian School is my co-pilot, my wingman for the for this show. And our phone number is 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You're welcome to join us if you have a car question. I want to ask you a question. Your, your mother is uh, in another town, and she tells you that she goes into an oil change facility, and she says that they did a really nice job, and they found some issues with her car, and that they asked her to prepay for the parts, and that they would order the parts and get the parts in, and then they would contact her. And at that point, she would then, and her, she would look at her calendar, and they would look at hers, and they would schedule her in, and she'd come in. They would install the parts, and then she'd pay the rest of the bill. Tell me what first blush sounds like or smells like. When you first started telling that story, there was two red flags: is she went into an oil change place, and and you know that isn't often the repair your car place to be, but maybe she went to an open change place that does general okay. repair. Um, that was after my panic of, I have to get a flight because my mom's in a memory care facility. She shouldn't be driving to another state. Okay, well, but, let's, <laughs> let's, let's However, say your, your when I, once I got over that and was able to start finally listening to you, <laughs> uh, I got to thinking there was, a, there was some discomfort with the pay for the parts in advance because I thought, shouldn't this repair facility have enough wherewithal and or credit with their vendors that they can order a part without you paying for it up front. Why would they ask for the parts up front? Well, because they're probably not very successful uh, or they're getting ready to close next week and by the time you come back, they will have spent your money. These are things that come to mind. Now, there have been times over the years where I have just felt funny about the situation and suggested that a customer do that. Um... The, and there are there are a few reasons for that. Um, well, if I don't order think there are, are are one of the many reasons. It, it is it if it's a special order part that I don't think I'm going to get full reimbursement on, then 
largely to avoid... Yeah, okay, there's a restocking fee in many cases. Okay. That's small. It's not the 100% price of the part. However, it tells me that that customer is in the game. They're really going to come back, and I don't have to deal with ordering a part, sending the part back. Oh, so you're trying... Now, just follow me it's here. It's customer okay? attention. Okay, but I'm not I'm not attacking you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I want you to follow me. So what you just said was... is. Maybe their customer retention isn't that good, so they're asking you to prepay the parts to ensure that you come back. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I agree with they you. They don't know her. She's from out of town. Okay. You know, okay. You're making lots of excuses, but the point is, is maybe we're selling stuff and no one's coming back for it. What about the ability for the wife to get home and have the husband um, bid the parts or call around on the parts? Does it eliminate the husband queer in the deal? Um. Well, not if she calls back as an unhappy customer. A reputable facility will fix that. But yeah, no, that's you already something. Paid for your parts. Um, uh, yeah, but if if the part hasn't been procured and you call back a half hour later, it's probably not uh, too late to back this deal out. You're but, assuming that those you're putting parameters on those things that you can't do. That, that I. <laughs> okay. You well, can't. I'm do not that. there. I can't do that. You know, but it, it does. Um, you know. It, well, let me it, tell you while you're thinking, okay? Because I know I catch you kind of. First of all, I don't like the idea at all. Okay, because I, I think it does two things. It locks you into the shop, and it allow it doesn't allow you to bid this repair in any way, shape, or form, or to back out of the deal because you've already paid for the parts. Yeah. So and 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 it, even then, you don't know what the labor is going to be. So you're walking into what I consider a deep dark hole that you have no prayer of coming out hole in. Okay, that's the end. There is a facility that's moving into Phoenix that does that. They make you prepay your parts. It's an oil change facility, okay? And they are going to, and they do light maintenance work. And they obviously, they have, they have a boot camp for their management, and they teach you how to S-E-L-L times 10. They want an average ticket price of $300, and if the, the manager doesn't make his quota in two months, he's gone. They have tremendous turnover. Let me tell you a story real quick. The corporate people were in town, and they walked into a, a nearby Ford dealership. They walked into the shop handing out business cards and applications to the technicians. Let's get an example of how ethical they're not. Okay. So then at this point, I call, I hear about it, and I call the big guy for the dealership and said, did this happen? He goes, I don't know. And I said, well, would you just find out for me? Because if it's, a, if it's not true, I want to tell everybody this isn't true. He calls back and he goes, it's true. So I get my staff together and I say to them, if anybody comes into the back of the shop, you you be nice. Can I help you? Can I guide you? Who are you here to look to ask for? Whatever. But if anybody hands you a business card, anybody hands you a business card or an application, I would appreciate it if you would tackle them, put, put them on the ground, and paste paint their face with red paint and send them on their way. You know, I've listened to this story what, what? with my mouth open. <laughs> it's true, and we're going to take a break, and so you have more And time. I'll tell you why. Okay, all right. We'll be right back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. 
If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a train comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden, sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking or, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the Welcome back, everybody. Mark and Bill Conium, 25th Street Auto. He's at 25th and Indian School, for those of you in the central part of the valley. He's a good guy. And let me tell you about another good guy, and that's Kurtz Auto Repair. Kurtz is a family-owned business. He's been around since 1987. He's on the northeast corner of I-17 and Bell. And if you don't have a car repair shop and you live anywhere within about a three- or four-mile radius of Bell Road and I-17, may I suggest 
Kurtz Auto. I'll tell you why. Because Kurtz knows right from wrong. He does gas, diesel, domestic import. He'll even tune up your lawnmower. He doesn't like to, but you tell him Mark said it was okay. He has ASE certified technicians. That means you're going to be re- your car's going to be repaired by well-trained and certified professionals. So I-17 in Bell, northeast corner, Kurtz Auto. Good guy, good place. Okay, back to you. You're going to pull into this quick loop shop. You're going to be over a pit. They're going to give you an iPad. As the people down below find things wrong with your car, it's going to appear on your iPad. You're going to be looking at the estimate as it's being created. And at the end of the day, I can't do it now, but I'd like you to prepay for your parts. Then they'll call, I'll call you when the parts are in, and then we'll make an, a, 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 a time that's convenient for both of us that you bring them in, I finish it up, and you'll have to pay the labor and all the other stuff. How, how well do you like that? I don't like that at all. Okay. Uh, they, I, I'm, I view that as a, uh, uh, you know, the whole you're in the car with the iPad thing that, that this is, you know, what I call a, a dog and pony show with all, with all this flash electronics and trying to like like a sleight of hand you know where something yeah. happens really quick and you don't make uh, make uh, have a chance to make a proper decision um i i just don't like this at all it seems really unethical to me and that's why i'm sitting here listening to you tell the story earlier with my mouth open because i find myself quite naive i grew up in a presbyterian household and i serve at my catholic church and my shop has won mul- multiple ethics awards my customers come in and tell me about things that happen, and it's like, it, t- 30 years later, it still surprises me. We do business upright. We take care of people, and these things are always like, really, they treat, treat women differently? They, you know, people well, come in all the time. They, I've been to another shop. Oh, I'm a woman. They take advantage of me. Really? You know That's what not the way I was, I was brought up. Do you know what my answer is? So the, let me change your question. Mark. Do you take care, advantage of women? All right. I'd is like that, to ask you that because I'm so suspicious. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's Mark, my answer. Mark, do you take advantage of women here? No, they're not sport. Okay? I take advantage of the men with leather loafers and silk socks. <laughs> I take advantage of the guys that come in and tell me how to fix their car. I take advantage of those know-it-alls that prance their little prissy tail ends into my lobby in, in front of a, a bunch of ladies who are sitting in my lobby and proceeds to bolsterously tell me how to fix his car, and he doesn't even know which end of the car <laughs> the evaporative system starts and ends, okay? If I was going to take anybody's... If I was going to take advantage of it, I'm doing the guys with leather loafers and silk socks. Have I made that clear? <laughs> you are safe here, ma'am. Yeah. We care yes. about you. Yes. We love moms I and we love ra- sisters, so we're going to take care of you. <laughs> I would much rather deal with ladies because they give you the symptoms. They'll even make the noise in the lobby, and they won't tell you how to fix their car, which is diametrically different than the guys. The guys oh, tell you how to fix everything. their car, and they know everything. It's an ego so thing. I would much rather deal with ladies. <laughs> It, this is a company that's coming from the east. They're crossing the Mississippi. Phoenix is their first foray in the western United States. Um, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. But I'll tell you what I think. It's cut and dried, and you know me. I don't sit on the fence. The reason why they're getting your money up front is so, so, so that the, you can't cancel the deal. When your husband gets home and finds out that he's spending $900 for each shock absorber, he's probably going to check. And so that's a bad deal. In addition to that, it ties you to them forever. And you can't bow out of it. So paying for your parts in advance, having the iPad, being in the comfort of your car while they change your oil is your dog and pony show. 
Okay, yeah. I, I believe that. The fact of the matter is our industry comes up with all kinds of this stuff every day of my life, and somebody comes up with an idea to help them sell more, sell more, higher profit margins, and all that other stuff. And it's stuff. always sell, 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 and if you don't, you lose your job. And, and, it, and it's, it's a matter of average ticket price. What... I'll tell you mine, and, and, and I'll tell you right now that according to my credit card statement, and 99% of the people pay with credit card, my average ticket price, including oil changes, which is at $40, and that's an outdoor price, $40, mm-hmm. my average ticket price is about 323 They want these quick lube facilities to be in the two dollars to $400 range. So we got to take you from a 1995 oil change to two or $300 right off the bat. And you got to expect there's a lot more there, percentage-wise, that are oil changes. So right. how are they going to be grabbing six, dollars $1,200 from people you know what? It, perhaps they don't have our combined experience. Okay? Perhaps they don't have our combined experience. So perhaps they're thinking that I have a lot of money, so I'm really smart, and I'm going to go in, and I'm going to open up in the automobile, and I'm going to teach all them gray-haired guys how to do it. But we've always had those people in our industry. The, the, the problem is, though, when somebody owns a business and pushes that out there, now I have to sell. If I work there, I have to sell or I lose my job. Uh-huh. And sometimes putting food in your mouth uh, puts a buffer between you and your ethics and I don't like that at all. That ain't me. And and I like how you put that but I'm going to change what you just said. Putting food in your mouth puts a buffer between you and your ethics. Okay. When you get hungry you do stupid stuff. There you go. That's all there is to it. (laughs) And, and, And it's not your fault. It's the guy who's standing behind you with a whip beating on you to sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Okay. So I don't like the idea. The, the idea of taking your money on the parts is is a screwy idea that has no benefit to anybody except the shop, unless it's a special order part, and that's the exception. Yep. That's it. So we got to take a break, and I need to cool down. You pound on my chest if my my face turns white, <laughs> and, or plan on doing the rest of the show all by yourself. <laughs> I don't know what buttons to push. <laughs> if you have a comment or a question, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Hugh Hewitt, Megan Kelly, and Real Clear Politics. And all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork. And all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud 
that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Hi, this is Jim Ryan, General Manager of 960 The Patriot. Last week, we made several families very happy when they saved thousands of dollars on private education through our half-off tuition program. Fortunately, we have some vouchers left, and you can still take advantage of this opportunity. If you're interested in private education for next year, you can get a full-year tuition at half the regular price to some of the best private schools in the Valley. You need to go to 960thepatriot.com to see the long list of schools. Most schools offer one to two vouchers, so they will go quick. Go to 960thepatriot.com. Educating our children is so critical. And if you have considered the benefits of private education, take advantage of this offer. And tell your coworkers and friends about it. If they have kids, you could save them thousands. Go to 960thepatriot.com to see the huge list of schools participating. Then call us at 602-955-9600. That's 602-955-9600. Hey, Billy. Want to go to the state fair? Yeah! Well, you can't. Well, you see, Billy, when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have done with it. But now your parents are becoming energy efficient. They could save hundreds of dollars a year and take you to the fair next year. I want to go now. I know you do. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark Salem. Bill Conium just stepped out. He had to take an important call, but he'll be back in studio. Until then, let me tell you, and Harry, stay right there because I'm going to get to you. Action Auto Repair is a full-service, family-owned, and auto repair shop that has served the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. Tom owns Action Auto. I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. Tom and his team, they strive to provide the very best automotive service and repair experience possible. And that experience is this talking to you about your symptoms at length that saves you money the more information we can get from you the more information more that the least amount of charge there's going to be on the diagnostic because sooner or later you're going to say something that we go bingo then you identify the repair you bid the repair you get the okay to do the repair and hopefully your estimate includes all the taxes and everything so you're talking about out the door pricing you do the repair after it's authorized, and then you go drive the car and find out that the symptoms are gone. That's what this process is all about. Action Auto has ASE Master Certified Technicians. That means they're certified by somebody who looked at them and said, take these eight tests, and they passed all eight tests, indicating they know your car from end to end. So Action Auto wants you to know, as car owners, that they're there for you, and they're going to help you make the best decisions for you 
not to them. Action Auto, again, is located I-17 in Deer Valley. Let's go to Harry. Harry, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Hey, maybe on your next contract you ought to see about getting a paramedic and a defibrillator <laughs> in the office. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but it, it, uh, it shames me when I'm in an industry. I mean, I think you were a firefighter, right? Yes. Okay, so when when the very few times, and I'm going to make a hypothesis here. I'm just going to uh, I'm going to make up a story. Some firefighter went to a school and and is alleged to have uh, touched children inappropriately. You feel like I feel right now. Right. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah. So um, you're you're right about that. Sometimes my heart gets to beating to where I can actually see it in my shirt. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and <laughs> I got rid of my. Uh... Bill Stocks and uh, loafers years ago. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that comes back to haunt me every once in a while. I was back east at a presentation, and somebody raised their hand and said, "Are you the guy from Arizona that talks about guys with silk socks and leather loafers?" And and I said, I looked him over and I said, "You don't like." I think I can outrun you. So the answer is yes. I'm that guy from Arizona. <laughs> But it does uh, it does come back to bite me. But I hope that the way I speak, um, it, it tells people that I would really rather have uh, lady customers, and for those reasons, and the guys that I really don't want to have are the guys that tell me how to fix their cars. And then when they pick up their car and it's not fixed, then it's my fault, and I have to pay for their bid misdiagnosis. So, I mean, Harry, we literally have a form that says, I, Tom Jones have instructed Salem Boys Auto to replace this component, um, and I have not shared with them the symptoms. I don't intend to have our, that share them the symptoms, and I am instructing them to replace this part, and I understand the success of this repair depends on my diagnosis, not theirs. Therefore, I am not going to stop payment on my credit card or on my check. And uh, that's where the rubber meets the road. So isn't it a shame I even have to have that yeah, form? True. Yeah, true. So, but but that's just a small portion of the guys. It's probably 10, 15, 20% of the guys that walk in. Most of my um, older customers trust us and they understand symptoms are the key and, and really not telling us what it is. So, all right, everybody. Yeah, I, I got a question on uh, the replaceable air filters. Okay. Um, I've used K&N. I've never used these dry ones, but I, I've got a vehicle and I was, you know, thinking of going to one of those i got online was looking at a and e uh, and uh they have a dry filter and uh you know they were talking about their their flow rates and all that and then there was a little site there you could go to and it was this engineer guy and he said he'd run some tests and uh he said basically that they, they do flow better but nobody in the industry can or the other really tells you how well they filter the uh, the uh air coming you know through yeah Whereas a paper filter dry one, you know, they, uh, you know, I think it stops, you know, a lot of the. Well, it, a it's a, it's a, it's all in microns. Yeah. It's all in microns. What kind of air filter do you sell, Bill? What's the micron level of yours? Do you know? I don't know. Do you, on your race cars? I don't have an air filter on my race car. <laughs> oh, you, you savage! You got a lot of money. <laughs> what the heck? You don't have an air filter on your yeah. race car? Well, that means that you're sucking all the dirt from the guy that's beating you in the next lane. No, that's the thing. I'm always out in the clean air. Oh, okay. I understand. I understand. The answer to your question is: is your oil filter is a 20 micron filter, so that's 20 thousandths of a meter, 
and I suggest to you that that's not even the thickness of a paper or even half yeah. the thickness of a paper. I think your air filter's in that. Let me tell you both sides. My son will tell you that he installs the air filters that you install, the cleanable ones, the oiled ones, the dry ones, and that his customers say that there is a marked difference in how it runs, how it drives, and all those guys have Levi's on. He says that. Then I'm going to change your question and say, Mark, what do you have on your trucks? And I say, you know what? Here's the math of it. You're going to have to have this truck for 200,000 miles to pay for that fancy air filter when I can go down to a cheap auto parts store and buy, buy a Fram that's in a different box. I can buy a variety of air filters in different boxes, and the minimum standard is acceptable. And as long as the pleats are not held together with bubble gum and they're, they're somehow embossed into the rubber gasket, I'm going to buy that thing for about 1 20th or 1 30th of what you spent for them fancy ones. So even in my own family, that is not a subject of the dinner table because my wife will slap me and my daughter will slap my son. So we don't talk about that, but I don't, I don't think that that is a wise move. I think it's more of a comfort move, and I think it gives some guys an opportunity to work on their car because they otherwise wouldn't be able to, so now they can clean their air filter and they can blow it out with the, the, the blow side of the vacuum cleaner their wife uses or their air compressor, and then they can oil it and they put it back in and it's a sense of accomplishment and they love it. God bless them. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that. But don't think for a minute that your motor is going to love you more because you have a two or $300 air filter in it. <laughs> yeah, but does it actually filter better than the, than the stock paper one? My bet is, is I would, I would bet, um, I would bet a hundred dollars. No, it's not going to be less. I think the minimum standard, whatever that is, I think it's going to be the minimum standard. Now, how much dirt can they hold is a better question. A flat panel has so many pleats. If there's in in eight inches of a flat panel, if there is twenty pleats, that doesn't have as much surface area as one with thirty pleats. So there's a surface area issue before we start really plugging it up. And many of those, those aftermarket air filters have more surface area. They're still going to have the same micron uh, rating, but they have more surface area, which means you can be lazy and get them really dirty before they really plug up bad. If you have enough surface area. If yeah. you have enough surface area. So that's kind of how it works. All righty? So they work as good, if not better, than the paper ones. They're, they are, I, I promise you, they're going to work as good as the paper filter that came in your truck or the paper filter that you can buy at Walmart. They're going to work as good as that. So um, it matters on whether you want to replace your filter or you want to clean it or whether you want to mess with it and oil it. But I want to tell you something. People over-oil those air filters all day long, and when they do, they contaminate the mass airflow sensor and every, all the electronics upstream in that air channel. So they bring their cars in, we got a check engine light on, and now we're going to spend the next $200 cleaning up the air intake system <laughs> because they over-oiled it. Now, you're not supposed to take your air filter and dip it in a five-gun <laughs> buck of oil. You're supposed to follow the directions, and the, the directions are very specific. But really and truly, that's happened before. Oh, yeah, it happens. All, the first thing I think about with an aftermarket oil-type air filter is what's it doing to the to the mass airflow sensor, you have to be careful of that. And the mass airflow sensor tells the computer about the volume uh, and the and the and the f uh, how fast the air is coming into the engine. All right, so here I'm going to put Harry in this big tunnel. Okay, you with me, Harry? Yeah, I'm there. All right, I'm going to have a match in your right hand. Now, if the match flame goes straight up and doesn't waver, would you tell the computer that we have 100 mile an hour air or no air? Uh, pretty low air. That's right. So. 
Now, if I blow 50 mile an hour air in, then that match is either going to blow out or, or the flame's going to go behind you. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. How about if I wrap you in a big coat and cover your head and then tell you to tell the computer how much the air is running through the tunnel? You can't. And that's what we're doing. We cover the mass airflow sensor with this little bitty wire that's supposed to transmit this information. We cover it with burnt oil. And now it can't tell the computer what the airflow is like because it has a jacket on. And just like the filter that uses that oil to trap dirt, the, now, the, now the sensor is now attracting dirt, and it does look like it's wearing a wool coat. Exactly. So we know how to clean them, and if you take it off and you try to clean it, chances are about 1 in, chances are 99 out of 100 that you're going to break the little wire and cost yourself between two and $400. Yeah. So but, you prefer the dry over the, uh, the oil then? Yeah, I do. My son doesn't, but I do. And, and and you know he's he's he sold a lot more of those oil those oil bath air filters than I've ever used or anything. So like I said, I'm giving you both sides of the story. There's a lot of guys that say I love them. A lot of guys that say that my truck runs better, or I get better fuel economy, or I get better power. You can't get both, Harry. That's just a uh, right. that can't happen. Can you, Bill? Can you get more power and better fuel economy on your race car, or is it either or? It's pretty much an either or there. Yeah. yeah. So, so when those guys say, you know, I got two miles a gallon better, plus I can outrun my wife in uh, her Jaguar, I just kind of disassociate myself. Yeah, I'd be with skeptical. That. Yeah. So well, that's why your wife got rid of her Jaguar. No, my wife got rid of my Jaguar because I've never lost so much money on a car in all my life. <laughs> I have never. I bought that car. I'm not afraid to admit it. This is for. I bought that car for $93,000 in 2001. However, Harry, you bring up a sore point with me, so now you're on my poop list. Okay? Now, let me just tell you, I made a deal with her, Bill. I made a deal with her that I had five years of no birthday, anniversary, mother-in-law, <laughs> Christmas, Valentine's Day. Five years. I thought I was getting a great deal. I bought it in 2001 for 93000 I paid for it through my nose for the rest of my life. We sold it 10 years later for 12500 Ouch. That was a good deal. Shut up, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck, your I'll, wife went out and bought a Ford. I mean, F-car. We don't, well, you're not allowed to use that okay, word on my F program, car. the F-car. <laughs> okay. Now that we've got that situated, Harry, it's time for you to go. Okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Who's the next caller? George, good morning, buddy. How can I help you? I live down here about 12 miles south of Payson. Okay. There's time, according to my odometer, to have uh, belts and, and hoses replaced on my 2003 Frontier. Okay. Uh, I'm not really too keen on what I see, having lived here for 10 years, about the capabilities of auto shops in Payson. Okay. Uh is there one that would do that sort of work uh, on your list? Yes, and he's not on my list, but I have a ranch outside of Payson, right? And I use affordable, and that the, him and his wife run that operation. He's not on my list, but right. I have used him for people that have broke down in Payson. Just recently, a girl broke down in Payson, and I we needed to put an alternator on her car, and so I charged the battery. I got it over to affordable. And I said to him, would you do this? And he did. He did everything he said he would, plus he came in underneath his estimate. Now, that's oh. happened two or three times. Now, I'll tell you something else real quick. I'm going to have to take a break, and I have more to tell you on the other side of the hour. So uh, thank you for your call, but I want to talk more about him on the other side of the hour. So I'd like you to listen to that. 
So um, the answer is, is there's one shop I'm going to hang my hat on in Payson, and uh, it's affordable, and I'll tell you why when we come back. We'll be right back right after this in just two seconds. <laughs> 